Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. At three years, it's time for us to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe, Whiskey and Wrestling Universe. Then, now, forever, and together. Hashtag whiskey and wrestling. Hashtag thank you. You screwed it up. I know. (laughs) I was reading it. Well, welcome back to what is apparently the final. Not really. No. (laughs) No, we're not actually going to retire. Just like like what's happening in the world of wrestling, we're going to let somebody else be part of this, and then we're just going to step back and run it from the shadows. There you go. That's... Certainly a lot easier than having to show up here every week. and Yeah, and I don't have $12 million to pay off people. And, you know, there's just, yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we dive into what all that is about, since most of our listeners already know, but before we dive into all of that, this week we are drinking Rebel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, It is uh, defiantly smooth uh, weeded bourbon. Is, is what they have on we'll their, be the their marketing. Of that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to try this. I really have grown to enjoy the weeded bourbons, the weeders, and let's so see. We'll huh? Give it a shot. Cheers. Cheers. It's got a lot of burn. It's got a lot of burn, which I expected. I don't think I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to think I just don't like weeded bourbons. <laughs> it's possible. Um, it's very sweet at the at the beginning. It's got a real, yeah, it's got a real sweet, sweet front, but it's got a, that's got a bad burn. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Um, no disagreement this week, this week, like there was last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm. But it's not terrible, but it is not something that I would ever drink again. No. Uh, it'll probably just sit around the house and maybe get used to uh, cooking or... Be all right uh, for cooking. I think it would. It might even be okay with mixing. Like that yeah. That might be all right in like a rum and, uh, whiskey and Coke or a... Yeah. Uh, you know, something it, it'll like find, that. It'll find a use. It just... But to put sit down with that in a in a glass and just kind of watch TV and sip? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was, this was $19. Twenty twenty dollars. Not a thought bad I'd price give it point a, for a yeah. mix. Yeah, I thought I'd give it a try and and see. Uh, we've got uh, a bottle of Crown Royal Black in here. I don't think we've had that on the the podcast yet, so that'll probably be next week. So we'll, that'd be cool. We'll dive in for next week. But uh, yeah, so the big news this week in professional wrestling, we're we're not going to run through the results this week. Because there is just an absolutely major announcement in professional wrestling this week. Um, so Possibly the biggest announcement in wrestling history. Yes. Triple H is the executive <laughs> vice president of talent relations once again that, that at is WWE. A, that is an extremely big announcement. Um, and, and, you know, thanks Triple H for the, the years <laughs> of dedicated work to get yourself to that point. Absolutely. Um, of, course, of course, we're actually talking about uh, Vincent. Kennedy McMahon. 
retiring. Yeah. We're now living in a world, one that we've never lived in. Yeah, right. And two, uh, that I didn't think was going to be a thing for a long time. Uh, You know, we have talked, not just us either, multiple wrestling podcasts and YouTube channels and, and dirt sheets and everything have talked for years that two things. One, Vince needed to step down and let younger, newer blood run the show because he is so hideously out of touch. And two, that would never happen until he died at his desk mm-hmm. uh, and continued working for another eight hours before his body caught up and was like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. And went, there you go. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he officially retired. There's been a lot he and what I referenced at the beginning of the show, that was the tweet he put out at four o'clock Eastern yesterday. Mm-hmm. When he put that out, Brock Lesnar said uh, allegedly said, if he's out, I'm out, stormed out of SmackDown. So at about roughly five o'clock yesterday, they ripped up the entire SmackDown script to rewrite it without mm-hmm. Brock because he was going to be prominently featured. Which you would thought with Vince McMahon leaving that, that those days were over of us tearing the show up right. and redoing it. Um, so you have that fallout. Then you had a bunch of, there were a lot of wrestlers went on Twitter uh, and, and it was really, it was kind of expected, I guess. A lot of the older wrestlers, I guess I should say, went on Twitter, you know, thanking Vince. Thanks for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, Mick Foley. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know where my life would be without you, Vince. Thank you. That kind of stuff. You hear from rumblings backstage, though, a lot of the talent backstage was happy he's gone. Um, they feel that there's going to be better dialogue and, and more open to connecting with the current yeah. zeitgeist. They've said that everyone backstage has, has basically said that Triple H, Stephanie, and even Nick Khan are very easy to approach, very approachable, very easy to get along with. You know, they actually seem to be listening mm-hmm. to what's being said as opposed to Vince's crew of it's our way. And if you don't like it, then we'll make you uh, a, a cross dresser. You know, it's our, our way take you off the screen. It's our way. Our, and if you don't like it, we're going to make you a model agent for male models. Right. Right. As, as denoted by, uh, Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, Max Dupree, however no, no, no. you want. Well, his, that was right. His, his was completely different. It was Max Dupree. Yeah. That's right. He, he, he took it up high. Yeah. Because he's completely uh, different from how he did stuff. Because um, he's been removed as the head of the Maximum Male Models and replaced by his quote-unquote sister, Maxine. Yeah, Maxine. And this is uh, formerly Sophia Cromwell. From those of our fans who follow NXT. Yeah. Um, so a whole lot of changes happened yesterday when it comes right down to it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like we said, this is something nobody expected. Uh, well, this is something everybody should expected but didn't think would happen, I guess is the best way to put that. Um, a lot of the talent were kind of upset, the ones that have been around for a while. There was apparently an all-hands meeting after the first Wall Street Journal 
report came out about the the payoffs and everything, where Vince said he wasn't going anywhere, that this was just going to blow over, he was going to step back and all that kind of stuff until until everything was figured out, and then he would be right there. He's not uh, uh, quote I'm going nowhere. Then the second Wall Street Journal report mm-hmm. comes out and says, yeah, about that $3 million, it's really $12 million, it's really four people, and here's all the information about it. And Vince was like, all right, bye. So I, this feels to me like a, you need to retire before we have to announce that we're t- kicking you off the board. Well, and I, I think that it was more than just what we know. I'm we, sure. We, it may never come out. I'm sure that part of him agreeing to step down was that, some of this doesn't get released. Uh, Paul London re- was ta- uh, talking to somebody uh, and how, let me see if I can find my notes on that real quick. Uh, so this was on Renee's podcast, Paul London, uh, former WWE wrestler. Yeah. He was on there and he's quoted um, as saying that Ashley Mazzaro, was would come crying to him frequently, you know, not necessarily crying to him, but he would be there. She'd yeah. be crying and he'd try to, to comfort her and, and that Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon kept trying to get her to fly on the executive jet with them. And for those of you who don't remember, Ashley Massaro was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the early 2000s, I believe. Mid-2000s, mid-2000s I'd say. Um, who committed suicide a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, dealt with, with the, struggled with her mental health. Yep. And committed suicide. And, but what, what Paul London here is, is kind of implying, and I'm reading through the, the lines here, is that, you know, Vince would use his position with the divas mm-hmm. uh, cool. and get them to come in and, and you know, fly on the jet. And I, I'm reading through the lines here, so I'm not trying to put words in Paul's mouth. If, if I'm misreading, I, I'm 100% this is me. I'm not making accusations, but it, it's implied here that he would do stuff. Well, back in the 80s, the, the referee that accused Vince of rape there have been several wrestlers from that time period that have co- corroborated her story and said, oh, yeah, absolutely, that happened. You yeah. Know, I, basically, I was standing there when it happened type mm-hmm. things, you know. Um, Vince McMahon is a shit human. Mm-hmm. Granted, like, like it's one of those you have to look at it with the WWE and wrestling be where it is today without him. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, would some of these people have the careers – that they have without him. No. Um, you know, Mick Foley is one that's talked about, you know, how much he owes his life to Vince basically. Um, and while you can appreciate that part, you kind of also have to look at the fact of just what a terrible individual he was. Yeah. Uh, that he used his power, his position, his, you know, that, that pull of, if you don't do this, then we'll see to it that you're not on TV or we'll give you the worst gimmick possible. You know, we will ruin your life. Absolutely. Period. Um, 
then Kevin Dunn's part of it. John Laurinaitis is part of it. You know, all that stuff. So speaking of Kevin Dunn, there's been a, there's a rumor that he has been asked to turn in his resignation Mm -hmm. uh, about it, you know, over everything that's being changed personally. uh, My nausea would thank them for that because it would be nice to get somebody producing shows that doesn't snap cut every three seconds. And I'm hoping that we're going to see some small changes. I don't, I don't need WWE to completely change the look of their product, but I want to see some small changes and that's one of them. Let's get back to a more steady presentation where we're not cutting every time there's a punch where, you know, we have a hard cam that shows the ring and you see a lot from the hard cam and then you see some up close throughout the match when they're, you know, working on the other side of the ring or something. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I'm also very much looking forward to maybe some storylines that make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, not just the, uh, apparently there's a, a thing going around talking about the the constant rematches. If that was a Vince thing. Because he would see two people that he liked how they wrestled together and would just book them and book them and book them and book them and then forget that he had booked them that many times and just continue booking them. Yeah. Um, you know, that was something that Fightful had said, you know, uh, said earlier if somebody was telling them, okay, so that might explain why we have had, you know, the Street Profits versus the Usos for the last 16 to 20 weeks on SmackDown yeah. every Friday. Street Profits versus Usos. Uh, maybe we'll see some more long-term uh, booking as... Uh, maybe we can see something that's actually worth watching. Well, okay. Yeah, because actually worth watching, but maybe right we'll see some long-term booking where it's not torn up, you know, the show being torn up five mm-hmm. minutes before, you know, an hour before the show goes on air and redone because Vince doesn't like one match. Mm-hmm. You know... There's so many one can hope options out there with, you know, Triple H back as head of talent relations and everything that he did with NXT. This is going to open up doors for guys like uh, Tommaso Ciampa who don't fit Vince's look of what a professional wrestler right. is, but who are absolutely amazing wrestlers you look at it i'm just going to continue with champa he was the most hated guy in wrestling five years ago three years ago however long ago it was now and he deserves to be more than the miz's sidekick yeah absolutely um this is going to give hope for guys coming up out of nxt that they're not going to just disappear into the void i would i would i would hope that it gives hope to those that they're not going to show up and become Max Dupree. They're not going to become, you know, come up, debut as something. No, I don't like that. Get off TV for six months and I'll bring you back as uh, a male model, Marseille, or or something like that, you know. Maybe it'll be, you know, we, we won't be changing names like, you know, stupidity when it comes through. Uh, I mean, I get WWE's. You mean Dijakovic to T Bar? I I get WWE. Like I said before, WWE can change the names. I understand where they're coming from a little bit there, in the sense of this is a character that you're playing for our company. Mm-hmm. 
therefore we want to trademark that character name so that it's a WWE product. Mm-hmm. With the ubiquity of the internet and everything like that, you can you can argue the validity of that, mm-hmm. right? Like you can Okay, so Adam Cole was Adam Cole. He came in as Adam Cole, and when he left, he was Adam Cole. Yeah. Okay. But if they would have changed his name to, you know, uh, Maxwell Smith or something, right? Yeah. When he left and went back to Adam Cole, people are still going to recognize him. Look at Cesaro right That's, now. I was just about you to know? say Claudio Cesaro. Castagnoli because he's out there. Of course, he's using Claudio before. Mm-hmm. But he was out there. He was doing his thing as Claudio. He went to Cesaro. He was in WWE for, what, 10 years? 10 years. As Antonio Cesaro. And then eventually Cesaro. Hey, maybe people will start maybe to get to keep their keep first and last name. Big E needs to start a petition to get Langston back. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he was out there as Antonio Cesaro, then Cesaro. And he's been Cesaro for a long time. And everybody knew him as Cesaro. I Almost I, exclusively referred to him as yeah. Cesaro, but I was sitting thinking last night, I was talking with, with Caitlin, and I could not think of Claudio's WWE name. <laughs> I was like, what was his name? And it, it took me three to five minutes to get to for Cesaro. Cla- for Cesaro to finally hit you. And, and, you know, like, I'm like, what is, I know this, like, you know. So, but those of us who are the fans... They're going to find the people out there. Yeah. If, and, if I enjoyed Aleister Black in WWE, all you got to do, like, okay, Aleister Black, we, we've come to our to terms with the release of, of Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. We wish you one of those future endeavors. Google.com. Where is Aleister Black wrestling? And the first thing that's going to pop up is going to say Malachi Black, you know, formerly known as Aleister Black in the WWE. Signs with AEW. Yep. Cool. Okay. Click, click, click. Now I know where I'm at. And it's, it's, this philosophy of changing the names might've worked in the nineties and the eighties and the seventies to, you know, you're, you're changing the name. It doesn't work in today's world of, as you said, Google. It worked very well when I couldn't find the information in three seconds. When I had to wait for, a, a bi-monthly magazine to come out that I had to go to a specialized store to get yeah. that had information of what happened and where people went, you know, Rick mm-hmm. Flair left the, you know, the, the mid States and went back to the mid South, you know, yeah. or, okay, cool. So that's where I can go, you know, find out what's going on. I can su- subscribe to that newsletter. You know, we live in a world and we've lived in a world now for close to 30 years uh, where kayfabe is dead. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so fans watch wrestling, and we realize that, hey, kayfabe's dead, but at the same time, during these two to three hours that I'm watching the show, kayfabe's alive. Yeah, like we know and, their real names. We see Yeah, that's, and that's what I was building lives. to. That's what I was building to. When I watch Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. I realize that that is a character and that Joe Inouye is not the same as Roman Reigns. Yeah, well... I mean, and I know that his name is Joe. Yeah. I mean, you have Alexa Bliss, right? Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, the character. Well, Lexi Kaufman, who is all over Twitter. She just got married. You know, she always 
you know, shows pictures of her Disney trips and things like that. Even when she was, you know, neck deep in this weird fiend adjacent evil doll thing. You go to her Twitter and it's like, there's Alexa bliss smiling with Mickey mouse ears on hugging Minnie. Yeah. You know, okay. You, you that didn't at, happen 30 years ago. We, we know that absolute monsters like the undertaker and Kane are monsters, you know, well, <laughs> You know, but but we know that they're Mark Calloway, and we know that they're Glenn Jacobs, yep. and we know that Glenn Jacobs is the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, yep. and has an absolutely god awful take on most politics. Most politics. Um, you know, you have so so yeah, that's all dead. I think I've told the story before, but uh, Bully Ray, another piece of shit, um, was telling a story once where when him and Devon wanted to come back to the WWE. They were talking with Vince about, um, you know, we, we're those old school heels. We don't want to do meet and greets. We don't want to be on Twitter. You know, we don't want to deal with the fans. We just want to come out, beat people up, and leave. And Vince was like, I understand. You're going to do meet and greets. You're going to have a social media presence. You're going to reach out to the fans. And Bully Ray's comment was, all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just is what it is. Look, I mean, even look at MJF. Even with his kayfabe drenched as he is, he still does meet and greets. Well, did um, he? He still does. You know, like he does them in in character. You know. Oh yeah. He signs, but he still signs the eight by tens. He still takes the pictures, even if he's frowning, flipping off the camera. Well, and and he knows. And MJF has made a mistake, in my opinion, of trying to do this beg for money from Tony. Oh, for sure. But with that being said, MJF even realizes, Hey, kayfabe's good. Kayfabe's fine. But I still have to be out there because yeah, I'm the heel. I want everyone to hate me, Mm -hmm. but I also want these guys to like me enough that they care enough to hate me. Exactly. And that's the ticket, right? That is the, that is the point. I want to hate MJF because MJF is a a sniveling, cowardly heel, mm-hmm. right? I want to hate the character MJF. I don't want to hate Max. Yeah. Right? That's the point. That's where it all comes down. I think he was doing a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Then he let his, then he got over an overinflated sense of ego. He became the ultimate warrior. Mm-hmm. And just like Vince did to Ultimate Warrior, Tony Khan kind of did the same thing to MJF, it looks like. Well, so MJF has another year on his contract, yep. year and a half, whatever it year is. Year and a half, because it's January of 2024. He goes to Tony, and, and I have no problem with this. I have no problem with this going to Tony and saying, Tony, I'm on TV every week. I'm one of your biggest straws, blah, blah, blah. I would like to renegotiate my contract. I would like a raise. Perfectly fine. Perfectly Perfectly valid request. Tony says, "Eh, not really right now. I'm not in a position to do so because we've just brought in CM Punk and yada, 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 yada. And I, I, up to this point, I think that MJF has a, I'm waving my hands in the air and uh, MJF has a valid complaint. Hey, 
you're bringing in all of these guys and paying them more than you're paying us because they've come from WWE. Perfectly valid complaint. The problem is, is he's not, Tony Khan is not signing the everyday names from WWE. Mm-hmm. He's signing Brian Danielson. He's signing CM Punk, Claudio Castagnoli. He's signing the fan favorites is yeah. what it is. He And he's signing the workers. You look, Swerve and, and Keith Lee, absolutely. I, I wasn't necessarily super high on Swerve when he came in. He's won me over with his absolute The dude's amazing. got a, a, a dump truck full of charisma. Yeah. And then, you know, but Keith Lee, absolutely. If I have... Tony's money, if I have my own wrestling promotion and Keith Lee is on the market, I'm hiring Keith Lee. I'm going to do what I have to do to get Keith Lee in because he's just, whatever it is, he yeah, has he's it. Got it. And, you know, and the thing is, like, there are arguments to be made on people like Marco Stunt, Stu Grayson, Alan Angels, Joey Janela, you know, these people that, that, started AEW, the originals, right? The the ones that were there to get this company off the ground that their contracts weren't re-signed or they were told, hey, look, we can do it like a a per-appearance basis if you want, but we're not going to give you a a guaranteed here you go. Mm -hmm. Um, Thing is, at the end of the day, if you ask any wrestling fan, would you rather have Alan Angels on your TV weekly or would you rather have Brian Danielson on your TV weekly? Yeah. I would say 99 out of 100 would say Brian Danielson. Same yeah. with Claudio. Same with Keith Lee. Same with CM Punk. It is a name recognition. Yeah. Pure and simple. Now, with, with Claudio specifically... Here's a man who should have been a multi-time WWE world champion. Mm-hmm. He speaks, I think, five languages seven. fluently. Okay, seven, seven languages. So he speaks seven languages fluently. You want somebody but he's Swiss, so he has a bit of an accent, and we can't have our our champion have an accent. But you you want to have somebody who can globally represent your brand. There you go. Who you can send to. Fifty percent of the world, mm-hmm. and well, they're gonna know who he is. They're gonna he's gonna probably speak a language they understand. Well, we're recording this tonight uh, on on Saturday night, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Death before dishonor is tonight. Claudio is facing John Gresham for the ROH Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. I don't see how Claudio doesn't win that. And he rightly deserves to be a champion. Yeah. You know? 100%. The match that he had with Zack Sabre Jr. Was, would have been my match of the night had Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy not absolutely burned the house down. Yeah. Um, but Vince, to, to tie all this all back. Together. And, and I'm going to circle back to, to my point on well, MJF as well. But to... to Tied this all together. Vince didn't see anything in Claudio. Nope. He he didn't he didn't grab that brass ring. He hasn't grabbed that brass ring. Yeah. What does the man have to do to grab the brass ring? Right. Well, he said the same thing about Miro. 
And then Miro goes on with the Rusev Day thing. He gets over like crazy. And then it was, you got over without us telling you to get over. So we're going to punish you now. And in the same vein, you have Zack Ryder. Mm Mm-hmm. Who God, yeah, exactly. goes out there and builds this massive following with Z True Long Island Story. Mm-hmm. Ed is the most over guy in the company. WWE proceeds to bury him. Sir, WWE proceeds to cuck him with John Cena. I, yeah. That is more than being buried. <laughs> And yeah, you could you could maybe throw some of the blame on to to Zach for that, for not following up as he started his decline and, and going to Vince and what's going on? What do what do you need me to do? Not you know how how what what do we got to do? What do, I and I, I'm I'm basing that on an article I read many years ago written by uh, Mick Foley, mm-hmm. you know so. It, there's some there's some agency. Sure. But also, if I'm going to Vince every, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? Vince is going to be like, well, first thing he's got to do is leave me the hell alone. Right. Can't you see I'm busy? Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, there is some agency of, hey, Vince, I've got the crowd behind me. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that at this time you don't see me as the face of your company. What do you need me to do for you to see me? Because I have them. Right. What do you need? Mm -hmm. And, and then I can go out there and do that and give that. And that brings up a very good point. This isn't going to be an overnight change by any means. No, but let's say that in six months, you know what? Let's say a year. So July of 2023, right? What do you think the landscape of WWE will be? Do you think we'll have more of that NXT style talent? The more, or, or let me rephrase, the AEW style talent, the the workers, the people that can make the crowd gasp with what they're doing, um, mixed in better with the WWE me strong muscle guy. Do you think that we're going to see that? Or do you think we're going to see WWE continuing on the same path because pss, we're WWE and what else are you going to watch on Monday night? I want to say it was according to Meltzer a few weeks ago that WWE seems to be doing well ratings-wise, buy-wise, and all of that. So I, I don't think we're going to see a massive shift. I think you have business people in, in with, with Nick Khan who's a businessman and he's, he's going to say, well, AEW has that niche. We don't need to try to take that niche right now. Right now. We need to lock down our niche. Mm -hmm. Yes. We need to include some of these smaller guys doing amazing things. You at this point in a very limited capacity, that's that's the key to the next statement that I'm going to say. In a very limited capacity, we need to follow the example set by WCW in the mid-90s 
when they started the cruiserweight division and they brought in all the guys from Mexico, the Rey Mysterios, the Eddie Guerreros, the, you know, Chris Jericho's. Sir, we have 205 Live. <laughs> but we need to include them in our show. And we need to let them go out there and wow the audience. I agree. And, um, and in a very limited capacity, that's following the example set by WCW in the mid-90s. Look, WWE is always going to be the home of the big guy. Yeah. And, and let's let's not mince words here. Bruce Pritchard is still, still head, of head of creative for now. for now. We don't know what's going to happen there. We've seen... We have seen what Triple H does mm-hmm. when you give him some some freedom. Yeah, uh, and that's NXT. That is NXT. That is the yellow, the black and gold, and it was extremely successful. Now that targeted the same audience as AEW, mm-hmm. but now you're going to see a Triple H. I think stepping into a more creative role because he's head of talent relations. He's absolutely going to be involved in creative, which that brings me to question. You know, Vince had put out a mandate, uh, I think a couple of years ago now about that. They were no longer going to be trying to snap up indie wrestlers. They were going for football players. They were going for Olympic athletes. They were going for that kind of person that they could bring in that was athletic that they could teach to be a WWE wrestler as opposed to a wrestler that they would bring in that already knew all the basics and they could just teach the WWE style. Mm -hmm. Do you think we're going to go back to more of the, they're going to bring in the Adam Coles, the Tommaso Ciampa's, the uh, the uh, Johnny Gargano's, or are we going to stay in this whole line of, no, we're just going to get the Gable Stevenson's and that kind of thing. I think we're going to see a mixture because the Gable Stevensons and the people like that have a role in, in wrestling and Gable Stevenson is an absolutely amazing athlete. He's an Olympic caliber wrestler. Mm -hmm. The last Olympic caliber wrestler or, you know, Chad Gable, Chad Gable has not been used correctly. (laughs) But let's step back before that. You have an Olympic gold medalist. I think uh, uh, Stevenson also is a gold medalist. Mm-hmm. So you have two Olympic gold medalists in the history of professional wrestling. One of them has not competed in professional wrestling and has maybe not even started training yet. Because yeah. I think he's still finishing school up. I, I could be wrong on that. I'm not really following Gable Stevenson. Yeah, he's sure. a horrible human being. Yeah, he's a terrible human. Uh, with that being said, you have Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. who's an Olympic gold medalist who never would have gone into professional wrestling if they didn't offer who, him the right amount of money who, sir, at the right time. Won the title with a broken damn neck, mm-hmm. I, I would add. Yeah. <laughs> the The medal. Yeah. You know. There is a place for them. But if you look at the football players that have come in. Aaron Corbin, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is not a football player. I know that he went and played (laughs) for Minnesota. I don't care. He's not a football player. He did that after WWE, and it was just because he's Brock Lesnar. But no, you look like Baron Corbin is the most successful one in recent years that I can think of. 
And even he doesn't rely on his football background. Mm-mm. You look at Mojo Raleigh, who relied yep. on his football. <sighs> he was a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, um, Madcap Moss, Riddick Moss. Maybe he does something. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know yet. He's he's still too. I don't want to say too new, but too new. Yeah. To be because Riddick Moss has been around for a minute now, but they've never done anything with him. So yeah. as far as the the eyes on Riddick Moss, he's still too new. Yeah, he's just getting eyes with this Madcap Moss character. Sure, let's see what happens with him. <sighs> Pat McAfee is more of a commentator who kind of wrestles sometimes on the side, which very entertaining. You know, I, I realized. Pat McAfee holds uh, a certain distinction. He is the last man to wrestle Vince McMahon. You're right. He, <laughs> he holds Vince McMahon's last match. Yep. Which is not the same as saying that he is Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. Right. But still, Vince McMahon's last match is with Pat McAfee. But McAfee's more of a, a commentator and he's on a level of his own. When you talk about different things, you go back to pre Baron Corbin. I'm sure there's some people that I'm missing that are football oh, yeah. players. There's definitely plenty that we're but missing in there. The biggest one that I can think of off the top of my head is the rock yeah. who was a failed football player, mm-hmm. but he's also the freaking rock. Right. But when know, he, so, to be fair, when he was a failed football player, he was Rocky Maivia. Yeah. And everybody chanted, die, Rocky, die. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> what, what I'm getting at is also Dwayne Johnson didn't go into wrestling because WWE went to him and said, hey, yeah, we'd like you got to look. You, you want to come wrestle? Dwayne Johnson went into wrestling because he grew up in the industry. And yep. as much as his dad may have tried to dissuade him from entering it, it was in his DNA. He was going to do it. Yeah, it's we're going to see a cross because there is room. You you look at a, a guy like Braun Strowman who comes from the powerlifting world or not powerlifting, but the, the strongman world. He absolutely there, there's a role for a big guy like that. The problem is what happened is and what happened with Braun. Once he's done everything, he's done everything. Mm-hmm. What story do you tell with a monster? You know, I think Braun Strowman's problem was Braun Strowman is this monster that you're not going to believe is getting beat by smaller people. Mm -hmm. And the narrative was Roman Reigns will have the belts forever. That does bring up another question. What about the big dog head of the table? Vince's project. And we can talk about Austin theory in that matter too. Oh, I when I saw Theory come out on SmackDown last night, I said, oh, this is detrimental to mm-hmm. him. Like, I, I feel like the Austin Theory experiment is going to be done. Brock came out and turned him into a grease stain. Yeah. Um, There's no way that Austin is not in a lot of pain today. Because... Brock grabbed the handle of that briefcase. And the mm-hmm. only 
action that I can describe what he was doing is he was whipping that to Theory's back. Yep. Up and down, whipping it into his back. I think Austin Theory cashes in on Sunday, or uh, uh, next Saturday, for SummerSlam. Yeah, and loses And immediately it. loses. And I yeah. think that that is not the end of Austin Theory, because I think that he's, and it, it hurts me to say this, but I think he's good enough to have a spot. I feel like... But he's not... It does make me wonder what the what the changes for SummerSlam might be. Like, Vince stays in place. Um, Roman Reigns isn't dropping that belt until next WrestleMania, mm-hmm. for sure. Vince leaving, retiring, Brock Lesnar saying, he's out, I'm out. You know, it appears cooler heads may have prevailed. But I wonder what those cooler heads were. I wonder if it was the comment of, you know, Brock, contracts don't work that way. Or I wonder if it was, uh, well, what if we gave you the titles at SummerSlam, you know, and yeah. we give Brock Lesnar the titles, Brock takes those, and then he runs them for a bit, you know, as a, as a, here's your send off Brock Lesnar type thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't theory know. Theory cashes in, you know, Brock beats Roman. Mm-hmm. but he gets beat up in the process. Theory comes running down and cashes in because I'm going to capitalize and be the beast slayer. And then Brock just wipes the floor with him again. Yeah. And now we're back to status quo. What does this hold uh, for? Uh, is it, it's Logan Paul that they signed. Yeah. Um, I, I always get the two Paul brothers messed mm-hmm. up because they're both God awful. They're both terrible. And, and you don't care. <laughs> There's a theme. I know, right? Um, But what does it hold for him? Because I don't understand why you sign Logan Paul in 2022. Yeah, you're about five years too late to hit his yeah. peak popularity. Yeah. And, okay, maybe maybe I'll give you two years because he did the whole build-up and, and boxing thing, which brought some people back to him. But what is... What is this whole Logan Paul thing? Because he's not going to grab the audience. Mm-mm. He certainly doesn't grab well, me. The majority of your wrestling audience, I would venture to say that the majority of your wrestling audience have no clue who he is. Because he was a big YouTube sensation for the 15 to 18 year olds. He was know? a fine sensation. Yeah. Well, he was yeah. a fine sensation before YouTube. Yeah. Which was very directly targeted at, at teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, those teenagers are now in their mid-20s. They left Logan Paul a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Since then, he has had several controversies. Well, you know, he lost a lot of people. I think he he probably could have kept up some of his his popularity, but he lost a lot of people when he pulled the stunt in the uh, The forest. The suicide forest? Yeah, the suicide forest in Japan. And then, you know, when you... Him or his brother were caught looting from a target. Yep. You know, what? Right. So, I don't see what his draw is. Like, we can point at Goldberg and say there's a definite draw to Goldberg. We may not like him coming back from time to time. We may not like Brock coming back from time to time. But there is a definite draw associated with Goldberg. There's a draw associated with some of the talent some of the the outside of wrestling talent that they bring in. 
like I would see Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know who he was, but that's because I don't really listen to hip hop. Yeah. But there's a large segment of wrestling that does listen to hip hop. There's a large segment segment of hip hop that are like, oh, that's Bad Bunny. What's he doing? Let me tune into this wrestling thing and see what he does. Now, to give credit where credit's due. I don't think due, Logan Paul has that. I don't think Logan Paul does either. But to give credit where credit's due, Bad Bunny put in the work. Oh, for sure, sure. And, and I'm, not, Ali, I'm not knocking oh, no, him by any No, means. no, I'm not. And I get that. I, I just want to throw this out there. Bad Bunny put in the work. Logan Paul has apparently put in the work. And, and I have no issue with somebody putting in the work and being rewarded for that. I am simply talking on the name recognition portion alone. Yeah. You know, just the fact of if somebody comes to wrestling, are we bringing them in at a point that it's actually going to be beneficial or are we bringing them in at a point because, well, their value has dropped to where we feel like we might can squeeze just a little bit more out of their popularity. Um, you know, basically what I'm asking here is, are they going to be a a Dwayne Johnson coming back, or are they going to be like Virgil at wrestling conventions? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the idea. And, and honestly, I think, and I could be way off, but I'm looking at Logan Paul more like a Virgil. <laughs> you know, more like that. Hey, this is somebody that we we knew at one time. Oh, he's begging for a sandwich. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. We're still going to see that because that is the format laid out by, by WWE. Yeah. And I mean, you you look, even AEW copies it to some extent. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily so much with having them get in the ring, but there was a rapper or somebody they tied in on Wednesday. Kevin Gates. I have no clue who Kevin Gates is. I didn't either. Brady knew who it was. He said he was a a rapper, uh, an older rapper. So, Again, I but, mean, but, but again, I, that falls in that category. I have no clue who he is, and and I'm I listen to rap on occasion, not as much as I used to, but I do. But that doesn't mean anything. The people who they're trying to get with Kevin Gates, mm-hmm. oh, Kevin Gates is going to be involved in this story. Oh, let me check this out. Yep, American Top Team being involved is targeting the MMA audience. Mm-hmm. So WWE is going to continue with that format of let's try to find. Of course they are. Pulp, pop, not pulp. Pop, pop culture icons. Pop culture icons uh, to help get the word out there. That's what made WrestleMania so successful. But here's the thing. Well, I mean, they've been doing it since WrestleMania. Yeah. Mr. T, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, even, you know, Mr. T, you, you had, uh, I don't even, all of the people that they had. had the, They've done the Chicago Bears. Yeah. There's been Mr. T. You had Patrick. Well, WCW had Patrick Ewing Mm. and uh, 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 Dennis Rodman, uh, David Arquette. Yeah. You know, I mean. I mean, we're we're still going to. We're we're still going to see the Zeus. (laughs) We're we're still going to see all that. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's part of what makes wrestling wrestling. But what is WWE going to do to circle back to the question that led us down this? What is it going to look like in a year? I have to look at 
the people that we see make it long-term in wrestling are people who want to be wrestlers their entire lives. And are able to keep themselves fresh. Look at Jericho. Yeah. Jericho's a perfect example. This man's been a wrestler now for 30 years almost. And he has constantly reinvented himself. Yeah. He's Y2J, the pain maker. All of that. He, he, well, he reinvents from, himself. He went from the lion, uh, what do you call himself? The lion tamer? Yeah. Isn't one of the original Something names like that, he that. Had? yeah. Y2J, uh, the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, the pain maker. The wizard. Because <laughs> I'm a wizard. No, so, and but you have Jericho reinventing himself. You have these guys who've been in wrestling. You, you look at uh, Seth Rollins, who wanted to well, be in. Maybe, maybe Roman Reigns didn't want to be in wrestling his entire life as, oh, that's what I want to do. But he grew up around it. He understands yeah. it, and he's given 110% to be Roman Reigns. Up until recently. Um, but but it does. this does bring up a very good point. Talking about reinventing yourself to keep fresh. Is WWE the company going to do that? Because WWE is stale as hell right now. Mm-mm. Well, is I, WWE my, my gut reaction is no. But that's after Vince has been in charge. Right. Vince is not in charge now. Vince isn't in charge now. So, Granted, he still has the bulk of voting rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's still an 80%. He still has 80% voting rights, 33% shareholder, you know, the whole thing there. Um, he's just no longer involved in the day-to-day of WWE. Yeah. And we're still going to see some Vince creative stuff going on. Bruce Pritchard and Vince are still talking. Yeah, but that's Stephanie what I mean. McMahon that's is what still I mean, talking though. to to Vince. So with Steph, with Triple H, with Shawn Michaels, I would have to assume involved are we going to see the bruce pritchards the kevin dunn's the the people that have been with vince since the 70s mm-hmm. that are so stuck in their way of <laughs> fart jokes are funny um and there's a place for that are we going to see them going away though i think so and are we going to see a more coherent creative out of Triple H and Sean and the new people that might be stepping in, more like a more like an NXT style creative. Even though we're keeping the WWE hallmarks, right? Like, like I don't expect to see uh, Johnny Gargano, who's not there, but you get what I mean, mm-hmm. as the WWE champion after beating Brock Lesnar in thirty seconds. No, I don't see that happening, right? But are we going to see things that make sense? Are we going to stop having Lacey Evans face heel turn every other week? You know. Are we going to quit having the the Mean Girls Club storyline for women? Are we going to stop seeing that kind of foolishness? I hope so. WWE has a chance now to, to reinvent either, themselves. Yeah, they have a chance to reinvent themselves. They're at, at crossing the road. They, they have mm-hmm. a split in the path before them. They can go into obscurity or they can reinvent themselves and make it even better. Because if they continue the same, because honestly, I I fully believe if they continue the same Vince McMahon path with Vince gone, Mm. because there were a lot of people that were hanging around just because Vince was still there. Yeah. 
I feel like if they continue that path in five years, five years time, WWE won't exist the way we see it now. It might be a, it might be a subsidy of NBC universal or Fox. Yeah. It'll be Which relegated is, to a streaming service somewhere. It, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me to see that happen. Anyways, it wouldn't surprise me to see it be sold, but if we reinvent, if if they refresh their look, not even, not necessarily even reinvent. Like I don't want WWE to become something that's not WWE, right? I don't want, I don't but want the main roster to become NXT, right? If they refresh their their look, if they refresh their their outlook, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. And okay, they sell. I think that would be okay. You would still get to see you. Would, you would still be on USA or our Fox, whichever you know. However, yeah. that would be. Um, but if they don't, if they remain this stagnant, why am I watching? Like I haven't watched Raw now in months. Mm-hmm. I look at the results. I look at the card that's going to be on there, and I'm like, that was the same Raw I saw last week. Yeah, that was the same Raw I saw the week before. Why? Why do I want to watch Natalia versus uh, Liv Morgan? For the four hundred and fourteenth time, and you know, you know, it's the same, which sucks because I really like a lot of the wrestlers that are yeah. overall. Well, you know, I sit down and I watch it or attempt to watch it every week, and most weeks I do. This week, Caitlin asked me, "You want to watch Raw?" And I said, "No, not really. I don't. You watch what you want. I just want to relax." I mean, I did watch SmackDown this week because I really just wanted to see what kind of chaos we were going to. Yeah, see. I watched SmackDown. I missed the first. 15, 20 minutes. So I All missed- you missed there was Stephanie coming out and yeah. saying, uh, and trying to convince the crowd to to chant, thank you, Vince, which they started chanting before she said it. So then she stopped them and said, you're getting ahead of me. Let's do it all together. And then they started doing it again. Yeah. Which you know, I, I, I want to know how much of it was the crowd, how much of it was piped in. But you, yeah. You never but, can trust WWE with the no, piped in crowd now. No, you have to watch their you have to watch the crowd to judge whether the sound that, that was going on, the camera was on Stephanie in the ring. Yeah. So that also makes me think, huh, I wonder how much was actually the crowd chanting thank you, Vince, and how much was it the crowd noise being piped in and they just didn't want to show the large swaths of the crowd that were looking at their cell phones. Yeah. Based on the crowd reaction the last several weeks, mm-hmm. when when Vince has been doing it, I'm gonna stick around yeah. and I'm gonna go Forever. out here and flip you off to prove it. Yeah, uh, I would bet that the crowd was chanting "Thank you, Vince." Probably, uh, like like I, I wouldn't doubt it, but it does it does raise that conspiracy that hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, Vince does deserve a thank you because he did change wrestling as as we know it. Yeah. That being said, it's time for the old horse to go out to pasture. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're going to see Kevin Dunn step down sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think uh, so. If I remember correctly, it's been a not so secret secret that Stephanie and Kevin don't get along for a while now. Mm hmm. And as long as Vince was in charge, Kevin Dunn's job was completely secure. Well, while I still think Vince is going to be running a shadow government behind WWE, yep, Vince is not in charge day to day, and we're going to see Kevin Dunn retire. Although, I will say this. If 
Vince runs the shadow government. You know, Vince has stepped down. He's not head of creative. He's not CEO. He's mm-hmm. not chairman. He has stepped away, and this is part of their attempting to shunt. You know, don't look, don't look at the man behind the curtain type thing with the the whole mm-hmm. uh, scandals and all. And it comes out that Vince McMahon is still very much engaged in the day to day running of WWE, and that, that Stephanie's basically a puppet and all that kind of stuff. Good lord, at the backlash that I think will come from that. Oh yeah, but I think we're gonna see Kevin Dunn. Step down sooner rather than later. I do too. I, I think that they'll probably wait till they have somebody, and they may already have that person chosen. I don't know. It'll happen not right before a major pay per view, a la SummerSlam, because we're not going to lose. We're not going to announce Vince's retirement, Kevin Dunn's retirement, mm-hmm. and uh, Brother Love's retirement. Yeah. All in one short span. We're going to see Kevin Dunn step down. And then we're going to see Pritchard leave at some point. And, you know, we'll, we'll start to see those old dogs dogs leave, just kind of fade out, Mm -hmm. fade away. And the new people step in. And I don't know who those new people are. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I know that I've brought up Dutch Mantel on several occasions for Tony Khan. I don't want Dutch to step into WWE. I don't so much want Dutch to step into AEW, but the reason I keep bringing Dutch in is because he knows how to book and mm-hmm. can train yeah. Tony. That's what I may mean for with yeah. a Dutch Mantel in AEW. I, I don't think want he's to just see... like Dutch Mantel. You well, got pictures of him up on your wall in your house. Yeah, the, that mustache, the mustache and the beard. You know, it got him in his little his little scooter. <laughs> his little for his, yeah, no, I, I just think that he's. He's very well respected in the industry as somebody who knows mm-hmm. how to book and somebody who could do a good oh, job. You could and, have people like Mick Foley, yeah, step into a behind the scenes role. I mean, oh, granted, yeah. he does all he's doing his tours and things of that nature, so I don't know if he'd be into it. But you have that option. You there are you have the you have Mark Calloway, yeah. You know you have all these people that have been in the industry for thirty years that you could easily say, "Hey, we really need your talents backstage." For whatever reason, you know, you left or you didn't want to stick around. We need you. I, I feel like if, you know, I don't, and I, that's the thing. I don't know if the undertaker would have any want to be a backstage personality yeah. or uh, help with booking or help with anything. But if Stephanie reached out and said, Hey Mark, we, we really need some help. Yeah. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would say, cool. Uh, I'll be in Connecticut next week. I mean, you, send you the look, paperwork, you, you know, you have Mark, you have uh Sean, you you know involved Stone Cold on some steps. You you know you have Booker you, T back there. I mean you have you have a a wealth of talent. Yeah. So you that appoint have been in the industry forever. You appoint somebody head of creative, and you have a litany of Hollywood scriptwriters. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay keeping the scriptwriters. I think that with Triple H. Being in charge, we might see a loosening of that would be nice. the you have to stay on this script because Triple H knows what it is to have the bullet points and go out there and make it your own. Yeah. And I, I think having that is going to make life better. I'm hopeful for the future of WWE. Again, I don't think this is something that's going to change next Monday on Raw. You know, it's going to take months. But I, I'm, I'm optimistically hopeful. About I am too. 
or hopefully optimistic, I guess is the better way to put that, that we're going to see changes in WWE that will make it more enjoyable for the fans like us. I think so. Um, I, or I, it's not, and we'll just continue to not watch it. <laughs> you know, one of the two. There you go. I mean, I, to, to go back on a statement I said earlier where I said I didn't care to watch Raw Monday night, I did follow up and watch it on Hulu where I was able to watch an hour and a half and be done and not sit yep. there for three hours watching wrestling. I, we could keep harping over the same stuff with our new optimistically hopeful or hopefully optimistic or, or whatever the appropriate way to say that mm-hmm. is. SummerSlam's next week. Vince McMahon is not in charge of creative. <laughs> so let's run through our list and let's make some predictions. Okay. Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Last man standing. I'm going with Brock. You're going to go with Brock. I think they're going to keep the course on Roman. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the result, that it's going to be Roman. But I'm going with Brock. Just because of all the shakeup, I want to see. I feel like Brock may have been placated. Okay. Uh, Does Theory cash in? Yeah, and the and gets annihilated. And gets annihilated. I, I'm I'm the same, and it, it doesn't matter if it's Brock or if it's or Roman. what you have. Actually, I bet I know what you have happen. I bet you have theory, theory cash the in to join the match before it's over, and, and he then takes the pin. Roman pins theory after Roman and Brock beat the hell out of him. <laughs> Roman pins I just, theory. And I would then, love. There you go. You know, this would be a great idea for a match. Superman it would make no sense into an F five. It would make no sense, but theory runs in after the match has been going on for ten minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. cashes in. Then you see Roman step outside in one of the corners, and it becomes an unofficial tag match between with Roman and Brock <laughs> handicap, match. handicap against theory. <laughs> they just annihilate theory. Brock and, and Roman the, just kind of look at each other in the ring and go, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah. You know what? Let's finish this first. And they just beat him to a pulp, stretcher him out. <laughs> and then proceed on with their match. match. <laughs> that would be great. Um, continuing with theory, the United States Championship map. Lashley retains. Lashley retains. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Lashley's going to retain here, and I think it's going to be very quick again. Yeah, I think so. Uh, McAfee, Corbin. McAfee. McAfee. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can have Corbin beat. beat I mean, him. Corbin has only ever attacked McAfee from behind and has ran away every time. Yeah. So you uh, gotta have McAfee win. McAfee's gotta win this. Um Tag Team Championship Usos versus the Street Profits with special guest referee Jeff, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Still I get I it. It's Nashville. It's Tennessee. That's why they got Jarrett. But still. I think the Street Profits win. I think so too. And then they they toast with Jarrett afterwards. I think I think the Street Profits need this. I think that this is the one. I think Roman's going to win the titles. Mm-hmm. But I think the Usos. If Vince was staying, Usos win. With Vince gone, I think it's the Street Profits. Okay. I I think that they're going to start deviating from the bloodline thing. The bloodline as the ultimate powerhouse. Well, and Roman's new contract stuff kicks in in August, I think. 
So, um, SmackDown Women's Championship: Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. I think Liv retains. I think so too. I, I think hope Liv retains at least. Uh, there was a rumor this week. Uh, just a quick side story. There was a, a report this week that the reason that Liv is the champion is directly related to uh, um, Sasha walking out, Sasha and Naomi walking out, that they needed a top face. Mm-hmm. And that so the, crowd, lo- the, the crowd actually liked. The, yeah. So they, they needed some top faces, so they've elevated Liv. And I think how do you elevate Liv? You have her struggle to a victory over Ronda. Mm-hmm. Gut it out in a match yep. with Ronda and roll up win. Yeah, and that makes I mean at that point that that seals live as a contender. Yeah, absolutely. And and it stops the whole will she won't she think she has the crowd behind her. She's yeah. done the work. She deserves it and I yeah. think she's going to get a solid win over Ronda. Uh, Bianca versus Becky for Bianca. number 587. Bianca retains. <laughs> I think Bianca retains and this is the end of it. Yeah. If Vince was sticking around, it wouldn't be the end of it. I think, but I think Bianca retains, and this is the end of it. The Maybe only something there. the only wrench I'm going to throw in that Bailey shows up. Bailey's supposed to be there, she's or she's rumored there. she's exactly. rumored to be in town. Um, no, Carmella. Maybe if Carmella comes down to distract Bianca because Carmella has been feuding with Bianca the last couple of weeks and is upset that she can't get the win, I think Carmella may get involved. If Carmella gets involved, then Becky wins. Uh, and then Bailey comes out to answer Becky. So actually that might be only problem there is Bailey's Bailey left TV as a heel. I mean, she's going to get a face pop coming back because she's been gone for so yeah. long, but she and they left need, as a heel. they need faces. They need faces though. So they they need top tier faces and Bailey, maybe that's the way they go. Bailey's going to be a top tier face. So I, I, or so the question is, and I'm going to toss this one to you. Does Bailey come out against Bianca, Becky, or Liv Ronda? Bianca and Becky. Because she was feuding with Bianca when she went out. You've got the, the horsewomen tie with Becky. I think she fits better in that group. Okay. Plus, that's Raw. Mm-hmm. Raw needs people severely bad. Yeah. So... I'm just, you know, just throwing I mean, that out there. there because I could also see, I could see her coming in and get involved with SmackDown. Cause Bailey was a SmackDown talent. Yeah. I, I could see, but, I could see if, if they've just elevated live for a short term, if they don't see long-term plans for her, I could see Rhonda beating live. Cause Rhonda gave a very heelish promo on SmackDown. It, it wasn't yeah. full heel, but it was heelish. She's, she's definitely going to be the heel in the match. And if they turn Ronda heel in the match, afterwards she cuts a promo. Nobody can beat me. Blah blah blah. Here comes Bailey. Here comes Bailey. I could see that happening. I don't. Maybe. I, I don't want to make that my official prediction because we don't know if she's going to be there. But you know, Riddle Rollins. Riddle. Riddle. Uh. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go riddle. I'm gonna go riddle there. Um, and the match that nobody cares about at all out of all of these matches, 
The Miz versus Logan Paul. The winner there is nobody. The loser is everybody. Yes. <laughs> the Miz yeah. probably win, or actually uh, no, Logan Paul. No, Logan Paul. Wins. Logan Paul's winning the match. Yeah. Logan Paul's Logan Paul is going to be the victor. Yeah. Because as you said, nobody's winning. Yeah. So, uh, hooray! On that yeah. down note. I can't we, believe that was the last one. Like, if I had known that was the last one, I would have saved the the Roman uh, Brock. That one last. Yeah. So on that note, uh, in order to not have a down note, everybody should go visit McNarb Gaming. Absolutely. Look at that segue. Um, McNarb has all kinds of different gaming stuff. You got miniatures. You got board games. You got uh, people hitting you got microphone stands. You got pretty much anything you could think of uh, that is available mm-hmm. game wise over there. Dice, DD books, you name it, you can get it. If you're new to all that stuff, come up. There's usually a group of people playing something. They're playing Magic, they're playing Pokemon, they're playing Yu Gi Oh! They're playing DD, they're playing Warhammer, they're playing something over there. Yeah. You can probably ask questions. You can probably even get involved. Absolutely. So, McNarb Gaming. They let and us use this spot. There you go. Thank you, McNarbs, for letting us use the spot. And once you've been there, you've played some games. You maybe bought some games. And you're about to head home for the evening. And you want to pick up something nice to drink when you get home. Head on over to Big Dog Liquor. They have a, an amazing supply of all the whiskeys, wines, uh, any sort of spirit that you might enjoy, they have it. So go check them out. Tell them we sent you. They've got lots of specials. They've got military discounts. They've got senior discounts. Check them out. It's a great place. Give them some money as well. Get you something nice to drink. Uh, the Rebel is meh, but they Maybe have your cup of tea, not ours. I do know that over there right now, because I, I picked this Rebel up on my way here this evening, they have bottles of Four Roses, Four Roses Small Batch, and Four Roses Single Barrel. Any of those would be a much better and choice. All three of those are delicious. We've had, I believe, all three of those on the podcast. I also so. saw last time I was in there, he had a table set up at the front that had like summer style mm-hmm. stuff on it. There was like a strawberry and cream sipping whiskey. Oh yeah, they uh, all of those uh the old smoky all, all uh, the old smoky. He's got an entire like two entire shelves that are just old smoky flavors. So go give him check him out. Also, now that you're done listening to us, you're you're looking for something else to fill your ear holes with. Check out our friends over on Travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Their words, not ours. That that is their words. <laughs> I, I am I am using their branding out of respect ish for them. <laughs> but go go check them out. They talk about any and all things nerd and pop culture. They've done video game lists. They've done movies lists. They've done uh, album reviews. Authors. Yeah, just. Give them a uh, give them a listen. I'm sure that you will enjoy what you hear. Um, also, one of the guys from Travelers, Jody, has his own podcast called Fearology. 
where he talks about horror through the ages and what it actually means to him. So it's kind of cool in that way. Yeah. Um, and then finally, you've got uh, Jarrett and Kevin doing Silence Your Cell Phones. They got a podcast where they talk about movies. It's mostly new stuff uh, or bingeable TV shows. They do a live thing on YouTube. I think it's on Thursdays now. Okay. It used to be on Wednesdays. I think they're doing it on Thursdays now. Um, so, yeah, give them a listen as well. Who knows what may happen in the future? Well, the travelers on the omnibus floated something. And, and maybe That's I'll what I said, who knows what might happen in the future? So, Spoilers, yeah. McGee. Spoilers, McGee. Yeah. So maybe listen to travelers and find out if there is anything in the plans. You never know. You never know. Anyway, that's it for us this yep. week. Next week, we'll move into some more wrestling. And until then, cheers. cheers.